Cool. Episode five, Justin Spalding Show. Thanks so much for joining us. The first guest, Nick Minoga, is here with us tonight. Uh, Ryder has actually got the technology figured out this week. So if you went to episode four, I had to cut out like the first like ten minutes on YouTube, which I don't know if you did. You knew that I did that. No, I didn't. Yeah, because not ten minutes, but maybe like four. We were struggling, so I'm like, all right, we got to cut this out. But Ryder came to the rescue tonight. Not now he's breaking stuff. No, now, we're we're back. now our monitor, now our monitor oh, goes off and. So thanks for joining. How many how many we got live tonight right now, Ryder? Two? Uh, three. My mom and dad. Five. And your mom and your mom five. and dad. My parents probably aren't, yeah. <laughs> Minogue's kids are watching. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. So no, if you don't know who I am, uh, Justin Spaulding, uh, from southern Wisconsin. Um, very interested and love being a part of the real estate industry here. We have 700 apartments in South Central Wisconsin, Southeastern Wisconsin. Uh, we also started a painting company. Amongst other things, you can find me on Instagram. You can follow us here on YouTube. We're bringing this live show to you every single week. And then hopefully we can figure out a plan pretty soon here to start cranking out more YouTube content. I want to try to blow up YouTube a little bit more in 2021. And so, uh, yeah, we're super excited to do this show. Ryder, what, six weeks ago? Yeah, it was like a last second. I was like, you want to do this? I want to do a podcast? And he's like, two hours later, he's like, yeah. Okay, so we did it two and hours here later. Here we are. Yeah. Actually, it was eight hours. I spent the entire day eight hours. trying to yeah. set everything up. Yep. So eight hours later, we're like, all right, here we go. And so we just make it a weekly thing. So we got Nick Minogue here. Uh, he, a couple weeks ago, had an intriguing question, which we're going to get to in a little bit. Don't want to give it out right away. Um, and so I thought, hey, instead of just asking the question like everyone does, why don't we just bring you on the show? And so I got to know... Coach Minogue is what I call him because he was actually my basketball coach uh, back in, was that 04, 05? I think it was 06, the last kind of 05, 06, yeah, you're right, 05, yeah. fall of 05, well, late winter, 05, early winter, or spring of, you know, 06. So I was a sophomore. So he was a, he was a system basketball coach, got to know him then. And so I thought it'd be cool to bring him on as our first guest. Uh, he's also pop, is it pop, what, what do you call your class? I call it personal, well, it's, pers it's financial literacy and employment skills. For high school kids, right? Yep. Sophomores, juniors all have it, and it's required at our high school in Milton. Okay, gotcha. So he te he teaches at Milton now, um, which that's where I went to high school. You weren't teaching then, were you? I was teaching when, when I was there? in Janesville back then. Gotcha. So back then, what I remember of you as a basketball player, and I was thinking about it on the way over here, was like as a sophomore, even you were very dedicated to your craft, and like you know the details. You were a detail oriented player and um had I would say five nine at that point well and I would say scrappy too like yeah. you wanted it you wanted it and yep. so there was always lots of battles with you and the other guards or other players on the team when back in the day one well, and that was our last time we won a conference championship yep in Milton 16 years ago 14 years ago 14 years ago it's yeah. crazy but yeah my favorite drill was and we're always talking to to our crowd and audience here about like hard work and being I mean being scrappy and having a chip on your shoulder a little bit and whatever my favorite was the, the was it 3v3 rebounding? Remember that drill? Yep, yep. And I mean, there's basically like no out of bounds and you basically have three guys that are essentially playing defense, three guys on the offense, the three guys that are playing defense, there's a simulated shot that goes up where a coach tries to brick it, but I guess a lot of guys don't have to try to brick it. A lot of coaches could probably just brick it by themselves. Not you though, of course, you're draining threes all day. No, that's but, not true. But, so the coach throws the ball up, the offensive guys try to get an offensive rebound and then being a defensive player, you, you don't want to let them, so you got to box out, right? So that was like my favorite drill because there was never like, you, you played until someone got the ball, from my memory, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, <laughs> maybe yeah. it's just how I felt. You played until you got the ball, even if you like out of bounds, like people would push each other into the yep. wall. And I remember like, yep. and that's like, how that drill was. But the goal was, you know, God, you want I to love emphasize rebounding, but you also you want to make it harder than it would be in the game. 
for sure. You know, and, and we had a lot of competition that year um, that we were fighting against uh, to win that conference. And then we were also fighting through the uh, the regional and then going yep. on and we lost to Verona yep. right yep. before yep. the end. Yep. So and they were a solid team. So I played like what, two minutes a game maybe. Yeah, but average. You were a sophomore, <laughs> A. And B, we need those people you need all people on the team to make the team a better team. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I was much better at defense, much better at rebounding, brought some energy. But I had to be strappy. I had to be like just annoying people because that's that's like at five nine, that's what I had to do as a sophomore. Like I'm playing like we had guys we had a big team, right? Because you had Nick Frederick that's was like six seven probably. You had Brown, who's pushing seven foot. You, you know, you have, I mean, even our guards then. I mean, Taylor Rail was, you know, six foot for high school. That's, he, was, he was tall. You know, yeah. you know, I mean, for a point guard in high school. And you had Keith, who was in everybody's Keith, face. Yep, Keith. Intense. Yep, yep. Jake Ledger, Zach, uh, Zach Leonard. Who else am I missing from that team? That was a fun t- I I, like, used to dream of going back. Like, I still think about 3v3 rebounding. It's really? one of my all-time favorite, like, sports drills. I'll, I'll remind the head coach about they, that. I hope they better <laughs> still be doing that, and I would gladly volunteer, and Ryder can come, and we can get, him out, get it on footage. Well, I will do. We something similar to that, but I think it was e- like either like defense or offense could score. Like It was just first one to get the ball, no matter where it went, you just need to score. Yep. Get the rebound and score. Yep. You know, the putback's really important, too. Yeah. You know, get the rebound and put back. I just know? love to be the annoying dude that like when I would go when I'd go up against, like somehow get matched against Andrew Brown or Nick Frederick and just be like, I, I would cheat a little bit. I'd be like grabbing their shirt a little bit like, and just... But yeah. Nick Frederick was the master of body positioning. Yeah, he was. Yeah, you know, he yeah. he could make sure that he was in the right place yeah. at all times. And it was, and we'll move on really quick for those listening. That like, I don't care about Milton basketball <laughs> in two thousand six, but this is important because it really built who like sports and athletics really built who I am in the business world. Because it just once again it taught you to be scrappy. It it, it taught you how to like essentially like we bootstrap businesses right from the grassroots. I mean, that's like the type of attitude that I had to have playing sports. Uh, to be successful and then the work ethic um you know i was able to which there's it's so sad to see when there's athletes out there that really have a big dream for after athletics and they choose not to go after it or go after it but go after it like half assed kind of because you know as an athlete you have that mentality and the mindset to be successful it's just i feel like i feel like so many people more people more so many more athletes or or, or, or you know retired athletes could just flip that switch and just make that transition and have that same mindset work ethic towards life because they would all just crush it with whatever they would want to do um so yeah but anyways moving on i guess tell us a little bit just so that the the audience gets a a little bit understand i think we usually get you know two to 15 people watching live but then we'll get like you know a few hundred views on youtube after so just kind of give uh people a little bit idea of what your uh, class is all about what you're trying to do and I because th- I think it's pretty cool I've came back and talked there a couple times so. yeah so this is my fifth year in Milton and we have a required financial literacy and, and Ryder was, was part of the process of that and, and so we require every student to go through financial literacy and the whole goal for me is that you know there's parents that are teaching the foundational things at home and having conversations about money at home and some parents that don't but we want to make sure that these kids have a strong foundation with money and make sure that they're prepared for life beyond high school and don't go out in the world and learn through experiences but they've already been exposed to all the information and understand Mm -hmm. what to do with money when Mm -hmm. they get out there Mm -hmm. um and knowing like my mindset's an entrepreneur is an employee mindset while yours is an entrepreneurial mindset Mm -hmm. so we look at money a little different probably but we want to make sure they go out there and Ryder, for example, if we talk about him, he knows how to invest. He knew basically because his parents talked to him before he came into my class. So he's 
one of those people that understood yeah. that, but not all of them have that. No. You know, and then as part of my class, we have an academic career plan, which the kids are planning, you know, looking at the cost of college and looking at how they can most efficiently do that, mm -hmm. or trades, looking at mm -hmm. the best um, opportunity for them mm -hmm. so they can follow their passions and do what they want for 40 years that they love, yep. right? And so they have a plan that they have to present before they graduate, and that's part of the class also. It gets them thinking about it, at least. I feel like so many people, at least, like, they'll make a decision without even thinking about it. Well, the goal is they understand the process so they can make the pivot. Mm -hmm. All right, so if a kid says, hey, I want to go to Madison, and then they get there, and they're like, oh, this stinks. Mm -hmm. Now I have the tools where I can pivot and make a different mm -hmm. opportunity out of my life and uh, not make it cost me too much, right? Mm -hmm. I got kids coming back all the time saying, I shouldn't have went to college, mm -hmm. or I shouldn't have went to this college, and now I owe sure. all this money, For and sure. I don't know what to do. Um, so hopefully- I didn't wave, the, wave our tuition, please. Well, I'm not gonna go into that realm, but- <laughs> so, I'm not either, but. So, that, that, so our goal is to make sure that every kid understands financial literacy before they leave, yeah, along sure. with everything else that they should be learning when they're within a high school, getting the whole student yeah. fulfilled. Yeah, I think it's cool that, I mean, it just needs to be talked about more. And I guess then the next thing is like, also, I think, I think it needs to be talked about more, but then also like, so where do you get like most of your ideas or information and stuff like that, just out of curiosity? Well. I've had a lot of good mentors over the years, right. like of people that have helped me and helped me to understand things. And really, I didn't know a lot. I watched my parents, right? My parents yeah. were, were both working employees yeah. and I watched my dad and, and I asked him questions as I got through life. A lot of times they sent me out there to the wolves. Like if I went yeah. to buy insurance yep. the first time and they're like, hey, go see this guy. And yep. like, I had no idea what the guy was saying. Yep. And I didn't have a class to tell me what he was saying. So now my kids leave the class and they should have an opportunity yep. to understand that. But like Dave Ramsey, you could pull information from. There is a free um, company that builds curriculum. It's a nonprofit organization out of San Francisco called Next Generation Personal Finance. Mm -hmm. And I get a lot of information from them. But my father-in-law, just different people that I've experienced in my life that are, I don't know, I look at them and I say, they have the things that I want in mm -hmm. life. Like yep. they know sense. how to invest. Yep. I should probably learn from them and then do yep. what they did. And if they had success, then I should yep. be successful. Yep. Um, so that's where I... Got a lot of my information. Cool. And yeah. that's always that's always interesting, too, because, like, where I think a lot of people can really go wrong is, I think when you're first, when you, when people first start learning, which this is cool that you you start kids when they're, you know, 16, 17, 18, because they're first starting to learn, I think it's important to cast as wide of a net as possible, almost. Um, and what I mean by that is, is as many, like, um, width, right? So more topics and just like more general, generally just general based topics, not like crazy specific. And I think what's important from that point though, is when people, this was important for me because when I first started, it was that, that wide net that I would just read whatever, but yep. I'm to the point now where I'm like, if I start reading something, I'm like, this is, this is not, the, I know this is not what I need. This is not the path I'm going down. This goes against all the advice that I've really listened to. That's been successful for me. I don't need this. You gotta and hold I think, the weeds. Yes, and I think some people will just pick up any book and then just try to implement everything. But what people really need to do is they need to pick. They need to, sometimes they need to take like one, this part and this part and this part and then their own experience and mix that together and that's their recipe to have success versus um, necessarily. But then also say, hey, no, I don't need to pick anything from this book. I yeah. don't need to take any of that guy's knowledge because that's not so. Like Dave Ramsey and me do not click. Well, and Dave Ramsey and but my he class works for don't some click people. either because, like, I feel like it's almost like 
too conservative for kids that mm -hmm. they still want to have some fun, mm -hmm. right? So we like you can't do well, everything or, paying or, cash or get real estate. Like yeah. I if I, I wouldn't if I listen to Strap Dave Dave Ramsey, I would have zero apartments. Fair enough. Yeah. So I I can't. So for for me. Anytime Dave posts something on my Facebook and it comes through, I just like I'll, I'll like chime into the conversation just to see what other people will say and stuff. A lot of people agree with me, where I like I kind of battle Dave a little bit. So we kind of and he doesn't know who I am, obviously. There's I'm bits and like, pieces though that make sense for sure. And there's yeah. bits of, and I think it also depends where you're at in your journey and and what your what your goals are too, right? I mean, well, everyone we, has different goals. A kid shouldn't need right? Dave Ramsey if they don't have the financial right. issues yeah. up front, right? Yeah. If you have financial issues and and, and yeah. you don't know how to get out of it, that's a good system. For people to get out of right. a lot of craziness in their life. Right. Train wrecks. So that's just kind of like high level. That's what Coach Minogue does at, at school. And I, just, I have a lot of respect for him. And I've been in, into the class a couple times to talk. That's actually how I met Ryder. Our um, content guy slash sales rep now. Doing a little bit of everything, everything. here at Spalding Group and Prime Painters. Um, but that's how I met, met Ryder. And then Ryder decides, hey, I'm, you know, goes through this class and here's my story. And here's other people's story. And he, you know, Ryder made like 30 grand playing video games on Twitch and, you know, sponsoring products and whatever, uh, through high school, which that's crazy. And he's like, I don't want to go to school. I want to go work for Justin and learn, which I think you're learning a lot. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be looking at this. If right. For you. Like he's looking at a seven unit right now or whatever. And like, you know, and I'm, I'm going to share, I want, I want people around me to succeed. Right. I'm, I teaching, get stocks. Not I'm teaching stocks in class and Rob and, and, and Ryder's sitting in there on Robin hood app and he's <laughs> buying and selling stocks while I'm teaching. That's perfect. That's the real yeah. real life experience. Hey, Ryan, let's just come up here and show everybody yeah. what you're doing. So, so I guess, and and what we're gonna kind of get into, um, Ryder, or who came up with the question? Was that you, Ryder? It was him. Oh, that was you. Well, I, I I sent I, I thought we should add some content in there. I said, you know, like, what are your thoughts on financial literacy? What kind of what kind of mindset should or ideas should kids have? What kind of minds? And the kids are all different. Some are gonna be entrepreneurial. Some are gonna. How am I to teach entrepreneurship because I've never yep. started or finished a business? Like you know what I mean? Yep. And then like so, what should kids know when they leave high school? Well, I think I think the main thing too about money. It doesn't even matter if you're an entrepreneur necessarily. Some of the things I think probably do, but a lot of the things about money, it doesn't matter if you're an entrepreneur or you know a teacher or a basketball coach or you know whatever your full time a painter, uh, a property manager. It doesn't matter. Like the rules of money. I think the rules of money that I throw out here tonight that we're going to talk about, I think that applies to everybody, and everybody should live by these rules. Because it's you, but, you, but your perspective of the world's a little different than how I look at the world and how I look at my money. I agree. You know, I agree. But I, I guess so. Then what? It depends what your goals are with money. There you go. Right. But but in my opinion, it's not the money. It's what money represents is the, the freedom and the options. And so I think I feel like ultimately everyone. That's ultimately what everyone ends up wanting at some point in life is freedom and options. Inability to probably give some back. Some want it sooner. Right. Some want it sooner, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, all right. So the question was, top 10 things 18-year-olds should know about money. And I'm just going to change it and basically say, I mean, 18-year-olds, but in my opinion, once again, everybody. Yeah. Everybody. Not just like eight. Because this is the thing, too, is you went back and talked about entrepreneurs earlier. I, 99% of entrepreneurs don't look at money the way I look at money. And I feel don't understand money correctly. And that could be like maybe me being arrogant or something. I'm not being arrogant. It's, I truly believe it. I truly believe it. So Your next book, Financial Literacy for Everyone. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. Let's write a book. Let's write a book. <laughs> Let's 
Let's write another book. So, all right. Who, how do we want to start this? What do we want to do? I say, well, I say we let the guests read his first book. So right. the first one, well, you know, I, I have this kind of foundation in my mind or this idea in my mind where there's got to be a foundation, right, that you have the basic knowledge. And mm -hmm. then you need to build the castle. Mm -hmm. And that you can see that. And you saw my list probably sure. earlier. No, I didn't. No, well, I don't want to see it. And the castle is saving, is investing, yep. you know. And then you need to fortify it. And that and that's where you come in with the insurance. So, like, mm -hmm. I want to give students, and I think you probably had that one in my class. You saw I tried to build the foundation. I had lots of guest speakers, lots of experts come in along you know, and I, I built the curriculum, so I, I, I tried to hit all those foundational things. And then we talked about, okay, now we want to save and invest, right? And save and invest are two mm -hmm. different things and they based on your goals. And then fortify. Mm -hmm. But it, part of the foundations is having a good job, keeping a good job, maintaining your reputation in that job. So employment skills and communication, I mm -hmm. put down as like number one, find, keep, and grow your skills. Mm -hmm. For sure. And so that was my number one Number thing. one is find, say, well, say, say number one again. It was um I would call it employment skills. Employment skills. I like the the first thing you said better. What was it? Find you said. Find, keep, and grow your skills. Find, keep, and grow your skills. I I would agree with that because so I have a this is this is outside of just money, but this is just like my five general rules and my first one like when people say hey what are you just your five general rules to that have gotten you like success or whatever, and the first one that's on there is is learn. Right, and I mean, really, that's kind of what you're doing there. Invest in yourself. I mean, yeah, and what I mean by learn is invest in yourself. Get in. It, part of the learning is getting and obtaining those skills and putting those things to work. Um, so, but my first one, just straight up, money, is cash flow is king. Sounds like Robert Kiyosaki. Cash flow is 100% king, and and I would rather have cash flow. So, so. Some some of the things my and I knew this was gonna be interesting. I didn't know how, exactly how this was gonna like turn, you know, whatever. Because some of the things on my list, I some of the things are actually like number three might sound the same as number seven, but the way that I try to teach people is I'll, I'll try to attack it from multiple ways. Mm -hmm. So sometimes my lists are like some people will get it, like dude, you, actually that was the same one that you just said before, but another person won't realize that's the same one, like, but because it, it connected to them differently. Yeah. So my first one is just cash flow is king. And what I mean by that, um, you gotta find a way to have money coming in, right? You So ours do inter, they, they come together. Yeah, 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 I mean, yeah. yeah. You gotta find a way to have money coming in and, and cash flow is more important than, building off this a little bit, cash flow is more important than cash sitting in your bank account to me. Which, more of my answer to that, they kind of build on each other a little bit. So that's more of my the, answer to that that's is That's where the entrepreneur versus employee. But I don't agree because even employees can have cash flow. My mo my my, uh, my mother-in-law is a, an employee. She's got cash flow. I wasn't talking about the cash flow. I was talking about like the money in the bank account. Like employee, people that are employed want to keep safety there, right? Safety is really important to them. Mm -hmm. So they, they have that emergency fund. Well, right. right. You know, so like that, that's Okay, but what's an emergency fund? That. Like three months though or, you know. That's good. That's which that's a good amount for a lot of people. It, but it, but but really, it shouldn't be. It really shouldn't be because if it is, that means either they're overextended, and they they have a spending problem, where they're buying things that they necessarily don't need and they yeah. can't afford to save the three months. Um, I, I, I would just leave it at that. I mean, that's. I'm not saying everybody, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a limb and say, ninety percent, ninety five percent. That's the main problem. You know how many more pairs of shoes? someone that's making 40 grand a year has than I do? A lot of them. A lot of people making 40 grand a year have more pairs of shoes than I do. Because I'm like, 
I don't. So I've, heard, I've heard that once about some people, like they could care less about their shoes. They're more worried about the, you know, like how they're going to get well, the cash flow. Well, I've, if you're worried, I've heard if you're, stories like that before. But that's yeah. how it should be in my mind, because because soon, because if you if you focus on your money and you focus on cash flow, soon it doesn't matter if you buy a fifty dollar pair of shoes every month, a hundred dollar pair of shoes every month, because you have cash flow coming in to pay for it. But that's just cash flows king. That was my number one. So okay, what was your so number? So ours were actually pretty similar. To I mean, to have employment skills, so you keep that cash flow coming in, or entrepreneurial skills. My second one, you know, everyone's always saying they they in my class, my students are like, I I should have this class because I want to learn how to do taxes. I'm like, I don't want to like that's that's a really hard thing to teach a high right. schooler, right? right? It's a it's a it's a very complex thing to blanket everyone with, and I'm lucky to have lots of good experts that come in and talk to them. Them. But I think kids should know, you know, what are they paying for in taxes? Where is that mm-hmm. money going mm-hmm. more than necessarily, like, how to do their taxes? They can pay someone sure. to do their taxes mm-hmm. and, and probably do it a lot better mm-hmm. and save them a lot of money. Yep. But what are you, like, they, they're, they're, like, Social Security, Medicare, like, is it going to be, like, all those things that go with it? So are you talking, like, more from a mindset of... Uh, Understanding where your money's going. Okay, so understanding that just because you're getting paid, so this is a conversation we just had about yeah. like what it costs me to actually employ you. Right. Like you're like, wait, you have to pay tax. I'm like, I yeah, I got payroll you. tax, dude. I pay. So like, on what you pay, on what I pay you, I'm also paying payroll tax. Have you passed my class? <laughs> Obviously, I pay <laughs> well, taxes. Well, but no, so but the payroll but, tax. But, I mean, you have to pay don't the extra six point two percent. So I don't even know if it's seven point five. Yes, it's six point two. One point four five for Medicare. And it's like so like people don't realize that, and so I think. And I don't know if this is what you meant with it, but I think this goes to as well, uh, being aware of yeah, like because you have a forty thousand dollar, fifty thousand dollar a year job, you're not walking home with forty or fifty, so you can't act, you can't go out and just spend forty or fifty. Well, you have the budget for your net income. But I guess being employed is a little bit different too, because that's coming out of the check right away most of the times versus, like, when you're an entrepreneur, you don't have that necessarily coming out of your check right away. You got to save up. Like your mom, she's got being a realtor. She's got to save up for her taxes. She probably puts X amount yeah, yeah, aside yeah. per check she gets yeah. because if it's set up the way most real you know brokers are set up. So my my number two, um, a true asset pays you cash each month, quarter, or a year. So this goes to the standpoint of people not truly understanding what an asset is. This is what I told you that ours are gonna be totally different yeah, based yeah. on our mindsets. It's because yeah. It, People are like my my like my golf clubs are an asset. Like, no, like I can go sell them for twenty five hundred. Dude, yes, technically, like on the if you actually had like, the yeah, if you want to put and go and count like each golf club and each cracker you have in your cabinet, like okay, you got two dollars worth of crackers. You're gonna put that as an asset, really? Like, you know what I mean? So, to me, a true asset pays you. And I guess my list also is talking from someone. This is about money, so it's talking about someone who wants to build a lot of wealth, right? Mm-hmm. But a true asset pays you cash each month, quarter, or year. If it's not paying you, it's not a true asset. That was number two. That's number now two. I'm in taxes, me. and you're in assets. Yep. My third one. I was, love the taxes one from a little bit different standpoint, and maybe we'll get there in a little bit. But okay, money mindset was my third one. I think they need to know their strengths and their weaknesses. In like, are they a hoarder of money? Are they um, like they walk in Quick Trip and they can't control themselves? Mm-hmm. And do they need to maybe not go into Quick Trip? Mm-hmm. I think that they have to understand what they're, and this is a foundational thing understand who you are, just like personality kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I learned a lot from uh, Dale Carnegie and How to mm-hmm. Win Friends. Like, if I looked at, read that book and I looked at myself, I said, oh man, like, why do I always correct people when they're mm-hmm. wrong? Right? And so, like, this thing, 
when I go into Quick Trip, I gotta check myself because mm-hmm. that place can be dangerous. Mm-hmm. You know, I I know that I have a problem there. So like, what's my money mindset when I right. go to certain things? We talked about this not too long ago. I for the long, I still, I'll go into Jimmy John's. Like six years ago, I go into Jimmy John's, and by then I'd already done well in my apartment. I'm like, man, I invested twenty grand in this apartment. It's worth X now. Like I'm spending six dollars on this Jimmy John's subs. That means six years from now I'm gonna have X dollars less. That's what you're talking about, though. That's true. Because I literally, I still, I, yeah, I literally still think that way. Every single thing that we do, I do, I'm like, I'm thinking about opportunity cost. And it's like to the point where like it can be like negative where like it gets that. But that's, that's what I had to do to like get to where I'm at and to where I'm going. But you got to also balance. Am I going to be here in six years? That's true. And you guys still live in the moment a little. Yeah, have, I agree. And have that, that Jimmy John's here and there. No, I agree. I yeah. do. And I do. I have Jimmy John's a lot, don't I? Yeah, you do. <laughs> I do too, though. I mean, but well, it's close. <laughs> yeah, it is. But that so that mindset though around money for sure, like being aware of yourself and being able to like, do I really need that right now? Like, really? Do I really need that extra pair of shoes? Do I really need that macaroni and cheese and and the two burgers from Quick Trip every time I go through there? Or can I like make a burger at home for you know? So and and, and it it adds up, and this kind of leads in. So this kind of leads into number three for me. It's don't save money, stash cash to invest. And what I mean by that is. I will probably defer with 90% of the people that come through your class and probably would get in arguments with them if we really debated stuff. But banks aren't actually out there for you, Ryder. I know. The money, like, they, them promoting, like, you buying a home, it's, it's all stuff that's making the bank rich. Well, you know, and they always come, I have great bankers that come in. And, like, they use the word, like, certificate deposit, and they call it oh, an investment. And no, like, that's not That's saving. That's the not, saving yeah. portion, you know? But, like, but and, and, and they mean it. Like, they're doing their job. So when I'm talking about when I say number three is don't save money, stash cash to invest. So what that what the difference is is like a saving mindset thinks that they can save their way to retirement, save their way to their goals, save their way way to financial freedom. When really you have to just sit that cash aside for right now, not save for the future, but set that cash, stash that cash with the mindset of I'm gonna put this to work, I'm gonna invest this into an asset that pays me cash each month. So I have cash flow, which cash flow is king, right? So my list is kind of building on itself right here. But that's, that's don't save money just to save money. Stash cash to invest it later. All right, all right. And so now my fourth one is know the rules of money and understand how banks work and financial institutions will say credit unions, banks. And like, for example, like I think the kids should know if they have fraud in their account that they have 60 days to make sure that that's taken care of or mm-hmm. it's gone. So keep an eye sure. on your bank statements. Yeah, reconciling um, your account. Understand and, and versus or. Like yeah. we always make the joke and when the bankers are in we, that when they talk about and versus or in an account that if, you ha- if you're dating someone you decide it's a romantic thing to have a bank account together and uh, you break up, mm-hmm. they could just take your cash because mm-hmm. you have it shared together. Like understand those little mm-hmm. rules. Understand POA. Um, understand... Uh, POD, like the, the bank, the banks that I have come in, they do a really good job of educating my kids on those types of rules to make mm-hmm. sure and help them to understand how loans work because we they need to be exposed there to all these different things. Um, and I have really good people that come in, mm-hmm. and I, I just think they need to know. They, well, you got to know the rules of the game if you're going to play the yeah, game. Yeah, well, and, I mean, a shared account and stuff. I guess yeah, if you're getting down to that basic, for sure. I mean, it's important to know if you don't, because some people just straight up no, no. Like if oh yeah, I was just going to have, but if something happens, we'll just end up splitting. No, they could take money and run. I mean, that's important to know. I guess I never really thought about that that way. I mean, even um, I mean, my next one is going to. I'm sorry, it's going to jump up there, but it's interest. 
understand how interest and that this five for me but understand how interest works and how the bank makes their money understand that interest right now is probably on a savings account 0.04 on a cd it might be point no money market's probably about 0.1 i don't even know what those are a cd might be 0.5 yeah. and like if you go online you can get way higher of an interest rate mm -hmm. on a, on a non-brick and mortar bank mm -hmm. So you're just talking about interest rate as far as what you can get coming in. Understand right? you got yeah. compound interest on your savings and investing versus simple interest on loans. Mm -hmm. So then number four for me. So, so I, I jumped ahead there. No, that's fine. So number one was cash flow is king. Number two for me was a true asset pays you cash each month, quarter, or year. Number three was don't save, stash cash to invest. Number four. So once you're stashing that cash, trade money for assets as soon as possible. So what my mindset is, and and Ryder, you you get all this good stuff from me like every day. Oh, like yeah. this, I shouldn't even have to pay you to work around here, because like wow. you'll get a hundred million dollar <laughs> education like sitting here every day. Well, it's true because I'm like I think he's negotiating I'm, right now. I'm saying this. I'm saying this. I'm like God damn. Ryder hears this every day from me. He hears all this stuff every day from me. So trade money for assets as soon as possible. Money in. And then money out as fast as possible. Keep it spinning. So I, I think of it, I keep, like like you spin a basketball on a finger, that's how fast I want cash in and out of my bank account. So that's what cash flow is king, right? So I get cash coming in as fast as I can. The moment I have, whether it's 50, 100, or 200, or 400, or 600, or eight, I, I as fast as I can write as big a check as I can that takes me to zero, in, but I put it into an asset that's going to start paying me every single month that also can appreciate. That's where our mindsets are different because that would that would make me nervous. Well, it makes me nervous like the back and it, again this and it, weekend. And it, yeah, I mean, <laughs> and I'm not saying that everyone has to play to that extent, but at some point people have to. So, so here's the problem with saving and hoarding, right? A, a saver and hoarder is scared to let go. You gotta let it like you gotta let it fly. And this is gonna come up later where I talk about like I talk about something else with like I don't actually have my money. I've got your money, and you've got my money. You gotta let it go, right? Now, what I mean by that is, Noah's got my money because I want to go buy a thirty million dollar property, and I need I need investors, right? So I'm gonna go talk. I need I need it, right? I need your money. It's, it's my money now. My money now, right? Well, it's my money for a real short amount of time, and then I give it to the bank so that we can go buy this property. I keep cash moving, and then I hopefully am rewarded. Yes, right. So then, so then it's 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 the property's money, but not for long, because the property money it comes to the entity that our investors are in, right? Well, it's the entity's money, not for long. It goes to the investors, right? And now most of our investors, they've done four deals with us, five deals with us, because they understand that they need to keep the money spinning. They need to keep. They need to. They need to stash money, and then they need to put that money to work as fast as they can. So it's money in as fast as you can, money out as fast as you can. In as fast as you can, out as fast as you can. And that goes, that's what cash flow is as well. So that that was my number four, trade money for assets ASAP. Money in, money out as fast as possible, keep it spinning. So my five, we were talking to interest, but we, as we- And had, it doesn't have to start, this is the thing too. For some that? people, cause you said, you said it makes me nervous, right? But for, to, to, to go do that, yeah. to go do that, right? But um, that doesn't mean that someone would have to start and it would have to be everything for them. But most people but live people paycheck have to, to start. paycheck. So that, right. that's where the nervousness comes in. Right. But I'm telling you, when you're, when you're, when you're living paycheck to paycheck, people, when you're, you're living paycheck to paycheck though, they, they're doing the same thing just on the wrong stuff. Exactly. Just on the wrong yep. stuff. They great. got money coming in, money coming out. It's just on the wrong but stuff. But if they're happy, it's not the wrong stuff. 
Well, right, but are they really happy? Like, are those freaking Kanye shoes really making you happy? Do you have Kanye shoes? Yeezys? I, I don't. I don't. You had some oh, fancy right, shoes right. I thought might be oh, easy. Right. I don't have Yeezys. But, but, I mean, are they... Is that stuff that you're buying, is that really, truly making you happy? Is that truly getting you where do you want to be? Right? I think it does. It, I, yeah, it goes back to that mindset thing. Yeah. And I as I was, I was talking about compound interest, like today I'm talking to my students. See, I view money, I view money straight up as a tool. That's it. So, we're going to get to investments here eventually. Yeah. And so, like, I guess we're going to have probably differing philosophies on... Mutual funds, index funds, yeah. and things like I that. Have also. Zero. Okay, so what? And I'm teaching kids. <laughs> right. Let's get let's get investing early. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. And and let's get the ball rolling. Yep. Um, and the earlier we can get that compound For interest sure. working. For sure. You know, sooner. Yep. And that was part of my part number five, which was the interest thing. Is like compound interest is like the thing for us. But I'm looking from that employee, and that that's the employee perspective, like. Right, but I have compounding yeah. interest too because these properties are growing or the cash flow grows. Like we idea. pay down debt, it's it's interest. It's a different way of looking at it. Uh, yeah, I mean yeah. it's because it's my like my stuff is growing every single month, or we're paying down debt every single month, and is that you know there's more there's no more margin there, and there's more. It's just interesting it's to just, see how two different minds can look at money mm-hmm. differently. Mm-hmm. You know, I told my sister I'd give her a hundred dollars cash up front if she agreed to put a hundred dollars into the S and P five hundred for the next thirty years. She denied. She denied. Yeah. And I'm not saying like, like someone that's young, like I used to have, I had a Roth IRA because like when, growing up, like I started mowing lawns and pulling weeds at the veterinary clinics and like having to change light bulbs and like dust and sweep and all this stuff that I hated to do. I mean, I, I enjoyed it, but my dad put me to work and so like I would make money and like, you know, by the time I was maybe like 20, I had like four grand because he, you know, we had, to, I had to save it. Right. And invest it. So I had like this Roth IRA or whatever, um, or mutual funds or whatever. But I ended up liquidating that. I paid the penalty, paid the tax, liquidated it to put it in my first building. And it's no brainer. No, like, look at the money, what that four grand's worth now compared to what it would be if it was still in there. No brainer that I put it into real estate. And I'm not saying everyone should be in real estate, but it's just getting your money to work for you. And now the knowledge is important though too. The knowledge and understanding Like you've read a lot of books to get you to that point and talk to a lot of people to get to that point. And not a lot of people maybe have those connections or know what to read or what to trust for sure. And for some people though, for some people like, you know, mutual funds, you know, all that stuff is, is a good option. But it's like, now let's go play out. Like, let's go all in then on it. Let's give it. So you have time, right? So you can start young, right. And get it, get it multiplying and get it going. So you have that, have that money working for you. Um, and then like when you have assets too, you just gotta be able to weather storms. Like if you got, if you got 401k and you're like, Oh, I could never do that because you know, but really like in March when COVID happened, your 401k got cut in half or, you know, whatever. Right. Or what, I don't know if it's well, a 401k. It's just for a short, I mean, you gotta be ready for the roller coaster. Right. right. Yeah. So that's the same thing that I'm doing in real estate. So when I write a, you know, X dollar check, into a property, I understand that that property for a two year, three year span could go down, but I make sure that we're buying stuff so that when they go down, we still can make it through. We're buying conservatively enough that we're still making it through to get to the other side. I never want to have to be forced to sell something because then that, if I ever had to be forced to sell something when it's not right to sell or get rid of it or whatever, that's that's where you're going to be, that's where you get crushed. So that's why I'm less scared to, but you, you know, everyone's different. No, it's, it's and that's true. why some people. That's why the conversation's money. interesting. That's why I said mm-hmm. let's make a top ten list for sure. because for sure. we're gonna go in different directions. But 
I think the goal is that we do something that we're passionate about and then live the life that we want to live, like we talked about, and eventually have that freedom. Still. I agree. I agree. So you're on five? That was five for me. So where so are you on? So six, I have down, these kids need to understand, or people need to understand, how credit history and credit score impact their overall mm-hmm. picture of life. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is where you defer with Dave Ramsey, because Dave Ramsey believes that credit score is not important because you should never borrow money. That's where I defer with Dave Ramsey. Like and, I, and I, me too. I, I think that like if someone like Ryder, hopefully you have a credit card. I, I wish and, I would have started even earlier, like even younger. So I couldn't agree with this part more. This is one that I agree on big time. I don't have this one on my list really. Like an 18-year-old, because you can't have a credit card until you're 18 and you have to have a job. And they have all these restrictions now. And so like you have to, before you can sign a contract, you've got yep. 18, Ryder. And then, uh, but now you spend 25 bucks on it a month, mm-hmm. go out to Jimmy John's mm-hmm. five times. Four times, whatever. or you just start with, whatever and then you pay it off buying. every month, right? Or you just start with whatever you're buying right away, like anyways, like gas. You're gonna buy anyways for your car. Quick trip, like you're gonna, yeah, yeah you're gonna buy groceries anyways. Put it, you know, and pay it. Don't don't go to the store and buy something that you can't pay off. I right try away. not to teach people to use credit cards, and we're gonna get to that later. But to to buy things that you're not gonna have after a month, like yeah. groceries. I try to teach them not to see. I, yeah, and that's where I defer because some, I, I'm like, okay, anything, unless you're gonna pay it off every month, right? I do, so I completely defer like buy anything that you're normally gonna buy as long so like I put it I put every I don't I put everything on credit card it's a tool everything and uh, so then when I wrote this check that I write into a property what I'm doing though on the back end is so like I have you know two different credit cards and they're always offering me loan opportunities I max them out I pull it out so I once again I keep the cash spinning so I, I write the check in but now I want to be sitting on some cash because if there's another, you know, if I have to feed one of my other businesses, to we need to buy six ladders. So we have people starting from painter, whatever, right? Need to buy something. I want to have the cash. I don't care if it's cost me six and a half to ten percent for a little while. Because this is the thing: whenever you need cash, no one's going to lend to you. Whenever you don't need cash, people are going to lend to you. So when I don't necessarily need the cash and people are offering me, yep, here, take it. I'll I'll take this for now. All right. So I've actually, and I'm not. I never thought of it like that. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not telling everyone just go get a credit card loan. But credit is important to have so that you can have a thirty-five thousand dollar line at this credit card, a seventy-five thousand dollar line here, a hundred, whatever. Well, if you want to rent an apartment now, I mean, you, you, I would assume. Oh yeah, you need credit. Yeah, we need credit for a cell phone. That's so basic living. Yes. You know, one of my auto dealers comes in. He talks about the impact of credit and how much that can double the cost of a car if you're borrowing money. Mm -hmm. Like if your credit's like. In a four, four or five hundred range, like you might want that twenty five thousand dollar truck, but yep. you're gonna think of that loan for seven years. And car dealerships are pushing yep. longer loans now, and and like the longer that loan is, the more you're gonna pay. So understanding how yep. debt works, yep. um, but uh, that if you're down there in credit history, and it could be for they could be good people that had train wrecks in their life, health yep. issues. It, it yep. could be bad things that happened, and and to have that credit score, be able to learn how to fix that too, mm-hmm. to save yourself money in many ways. Yep. Yeah, credit credit's important. You need to have you need to have credit, for but, sure. And as we and you you you're gonna we creeped into my number seven by the way, which was credit cards a tool. For sure. You know, and you just gotta know how to use yep. that tool to make it effective for you, yep. kind of like anything that you would do to build a house. Yep. If you don't know how to use it, obviously you're yep. not gonna do a good job. Yep. See, and then like I use credit cards all the time, but I've never once paid on something that I've put on a credit card. I've never once paid any interest on it ever. Now, obviously, the loans that I grab from the credit card companies that, that, that I get, obviously, I pay interest on that because I pay them back, you know, whether it's over 36 months, and I pay it back. A lot of times, I'll pay it back early because I just, you know, whatever, you know, but um, 
I use it. I mean, there was there was an investment that I made, and I actually like I I took it was thirty five thousand dollars from a credit card. I had to pay eleven percent interest a year. I put it into the investment, and what I put into the investment, it basically within two months started paying me enough, plus two hundred dollars a month to make the the payment on mm-hmm. the loan. The loan was paid off in three years, so for another two years, that investment kept paying me when there was no debt. Yeah. Right. Uh, and then that investment went and sold, and it was like three x, four x of the initial amount. So like that's where I've used credit smartly, but I'm also not like stupid where it's like I also. In that situation, I also had other income coming in that, okay, if this were to fail, right? Yeah. And I think that's part of it too, is sometimes people have to evaluate their risk profile, right? How much time we have? I got about 20 minutes. 20 minutes? Yep. Sometimes people have to evaluate the risk profile and where they're at right now. But at some point, especially when you're like younger than like 40, like take risks, take some risks. But I, you know, like we're sitting there on seven with the, well, my seven and credit cards. Like I have kids that come in and say, well, I can't get a credit card because my... My parents yeah. were not good with credit cards. They tell me they're they're evil, yeah. you know. And like, well, if you shouldn't have a credit card, if you can't control yourself. Yeah, I agree. Uh, if you can't control yourself, you should not have that tool. I agree. So you're on six. All right. So my number six is, wherever you live will be an expense. So rent. I was going to ask you about that. You're still renting. I'm still renting. Are you renting from yourself? I'm not renting from myself. I'm still renting. Because that was a goal. I thought wasn't it to. Well, yeah, there's. We're, I'll be renting for myself soon. Okay, so. all, right, all right. We but, talked about that but, last time you were in my class. But, but um, wherever you live will be an expense. We t- we had this conversation the other day. Once again, Ryder gets access to this all the time. I think you need to pay me the salary. Where's my salary? <laughs> hey, so does everyone who's watching the podcast. <laughs> uh, um, we take up space. We consume crap. We consume electricity. We consume water. We waste water. <laughs> We waste food. Uh, we take up space. We buy a lot of junk. So now our junk is taking up space. Wherever we live, we, 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 we poop, right? We're just like, we're a mess when you really think about it, right? Wherever we live, that is an expense. There's no way around it. So it's like, okay, well, what if I buy a four unit and I live in one of the units? Well, if you weren't living in one of those units, that unit would be collecting seven hundred, eight hundred, nine hundred thousand dollars a month of rent. That goes back to like number three right. of your list. So wherever, so wherever you live is an expense. I think what he's saying is you should live with your parents forever, Ryder. Well, dude, that's, I that's what I'm doing at this rate. So, but but what I'm saying is you can get a three point five FHA if you live in one unit, which might be more beneficial than living at home if you don't have the money to put it down. I'm not saying it's not, but I'm I'm not even saying that. So this is this is the problem because people always try to justify it. I'm not trying to justify anything other than get people to acknowledge. Wherever you live is an expense and cash out. Yes, it can be used as a tool in that situation to get you a head start in investing. So yes, I'm not. I, I think that yes, if that's how you have to buy the property, you absolutely buy the property that way to get your foot in the door, right? But where I, I'm trying to get people to acknowledge wherever you live is an expense. Wherever you live is an expense. It's not going to pay you every single month. That actual space that you're in. Now the four unit, right? The four unit, yeah, the four unit is going to pay you in total probably still. But that one unit, it would pay you more if you weren't living there. People are like, well, I'd still have that expense somewhere else. Exactly, you just said it for me. I'd still have that expense somewhere else. Wherever I live, that is an expense. But you want to bring that expense down. Like, yeah, I mean. Your, your cost of living, you want to bring down. For sure, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, at, so from when I was, I'm married now, right? And so like we, the place I rent is different than the place I rented from 2000, uh, 2000 you know, 15 to 2019, 
Like we live on the lake. We, we rent it. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. We rent we rent on the lake. So like it's a it's a different. Like it's different, but it's like, okay, the rent is X, whatever, because wherever I live is an expense. People we rent from live in California. So I'm not renting for myself. And even if I was renting for myself, it's and I still thought that was so strange the first time I had it, heard it like in class. I was like, I'll, I'll be talking more about that. That's a lot thinking later. different. Yeah. Like that's thinking, that's the th- stuff we're talking about. Like when we look at these lists, we think different, yep. uh, but it's important. Like that kids understand that there's all these different perspectives, but there are some foundational things about understanding the rules to money for sure. Yeah. So where are we at? Seven there? Yeah, you on seven? I, I did seven already. So well, I'm, you did. That's and I right. actually kind of, right. you know, ahead. my one through seven were basically the foundation. Like yeah. when I talked about foundation, castle, fortify. Yeah, yeah. My next two are castle, and my last one's fortify. But what do you got for seven? My seven is, so building off of six, owning your own home is not what will make you rich or wealthy. This is so true. Always, we loved, like, that, that was like one of my goals growing up. I wanted my own home. Which like, is fine. You know, all, it's that, fine to, to want your own home. It's fine, but you have to recognize that 99.8% of the people that buy the home, that's not what's going to make them rich or wealthy. Well, I agree. And now I'm going to buy a home and I'm going to rent for myself, and that's a whole other podcast. Yeah, we don't got time for that one. (laughs) We don't have time for that one. But, so I'm not saying, like, I'm not saying, uh, had the the home been the first thing that I bought, wouldn't be where I'm at financially or with my businesses today. Okay. Eight. I'm on eight. I think that's why it's important when building wealth. I, I think that part's important because yeah, I, I, I see like once you don't twenty years, I, I don't see a problem with you or even ten, I guess. Even t- even now. four years ago. Yeah. I mean, I had bankers. You know, I had people that, dude, you could be living in an X dollar house. I don't care. Well, you have goals in mind, right? And so, if you have goals in mind, you're willing to withstand maybe what you what some people would call hardships or oh, things i mean a 900 a month apartment was that was not a hardship well but some people would call it that like they they want it now and so therefore it's not what they want so therefore it's a hardship i mean you know i might saying? be dissatisfied but i think there's a difference between that's a, i think that's an issue with america right now too is like hardship to me is like you wake up and you don't have freaking running water but that's people, hard. But people want to land on the top of the mountain. They don't that's want to climb it. Right. I agree with that. I agree with that for sure. Yeah. A lot of people. And I'm not going to say it. But that's, but that's why this is one of my rules on money. Like, if we're talking about money, like, anything I'm going to do, and, like, if we're talking money or sports, I'm going to do it to the best of my ability. And that I view money, this is how money is done to the best of the ability that money can be done at. But you've transferred those skills that I knew you as, as a sophomore in high school yeah. and you've transferred sure. them into something that you're also passionate but, about but but even if but i'm talking about even if someone just wants to i'm not even talking about someone that wants to build an empire i'm talking about someone i don't know what the example would be i mean everyone could have more money because if they did they if they didn't need it for themselves they would know what to do with it give it away get whatever right i feel that it's people's duty to go out and perform on this stuff Money makes, it's not about the actual money. It's what money allows you to do. But you get great reward out of the accomplishments also. For sure. And 100%. The, and the drive 100%. is what keeps you going every 100%. day. 100%. You know? It's not and the actual money that keeps me going. No, it's not. Because I, I wouldn't drive would, the comp and like the meeting, setting your goals and meeting, moving forward. Yes, I agree. I agree with that. But who, who doesn't want to be able to, like, how many times do you hear people say, I wish I could go on that vacation? 
well, why don't you? I don't have the time, I don't have the money. Well, that, those are both money problems. Time and money are usually both money problems. But people want a lot of things, but they're not willing to change. Right. So, so cash flow is king, and keep that change in your, in your mindset. So we already talked about my number eight, which was we, as disinvestments. Like I want kids to understand how stocks work, how mutual funds work, how investments work. And, and that's the castle part, like starting to build, like yep. having things so that they can plan for the future and be prepared for the future if they want freedom eventually. Mm-hmm. So that was my eight. For sure. And it is, I mean, compounding interest is crazy because it's whether you take, you know, $100 a month and start investing. I mean, it's crazy if you take $100 a month and you just start putting that away, even if it's returning you 6% a year, and you do that, start doing that at 18, it's crazy what you have by the time you're 65. I don't know the exact number off my head, but I mean, 40. I've seen, huh? 250 in, in 30 or 40 years at $100 a month. At, at, a at 6%, you at, double no, your no, money. At 10%. At 10%, you double your money every 7.2 years. Yeah. Every what? Every 7.2 years. The rule of 72 was on my honorable mention. Do you know the rule of 72? I'm trying to do it faster than the rule of 72. Oh, okay. <laughs> Well, like, so I, I know the I think I know the understanding of it, but <laughs> well, you take you, you basically take seventy two divided by how many? Like, say you could get seven percent or ten percent. Yeah, yeah. You take seventy two divided by that ten, you get seven point two years. Got gotcha. you. Okay. Money. Yeah. So seven, Okay, I got okay. you. Yes, I do know that. I do. I I, I do my math differently because I just know the straight up math to get there versus yeah. doing the the rule like that. But yes, I respect that rule. I think that's important. But you could also figure like you have a kid. That's just born, and you want them. To, you want to double sure, ten thousand yeah. dollars over yep. eighteen years. Well, this is I the need return. To, I need get. this return. Yep. Seventy-two divided by eighteen. Yep. Yep. So wait, was that your number? Eight was investments. Okay, eight was investments, which we already talked about. So. Yeah. No, no. Um, so number eight, how much time you got? I got about seven minutes. Seven minutes. So my number eight is you have. So we kind of talked about this a little bit before. You have someone else's money, and someone else has your money. Network and transact. Networking isn't. Oh, please. So, so let me say this really slowly. Say it slowly. You have someone else's money, and someone else has your money. Network, and transact. We talked about this a little earlier. Yeah. And that was I a spinning. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. See, I was with you. I was yeah, with no, you. I know. You know. Okay. But I'm learning. That's that's so that's. I, that's so key to understand. I know that's over so many people's head and they're like, what is he talking about? Like the actual money that I have in my account, not my money. Cause it's gonna go, it's got, for me to grow it, for me to, uh, for me to, you, I have to be willing to give that money up. So the moment I get it, it's, it's not really my money anymore. I need to realize that. I go to Jimmy John's subs, like it's not my money anymore. And now the moment I give it to them, it's not their money anymore either. Cause it's gonna go somewhere. Somewhere else. But people, the the wrong mindset is this is my money and I'm gonna hoard it, and that's the fastest way, in my opinion, that money will not grow, or economy will not grow, or business will not grow. The moment the business says I'm done spending money, the economy shuts down, right? Yeah. The moment the consumer says this is my money, I'm not spending any of it, the economy shuts down, right? So, <laughs> you have someone else's money and someone else has your money. Network and transact. Because when the transaction happens, a lot of a lot of people made a lot of money in the transaction that happened today. When transactions happen, a lot of people make a lot of money. True, true. And that's but that's also cash flow. Because when transactions happen, cash is moving. Yeah. So the people that, once again, have cat like are are successful with money or in the money area, they understand that they're all intertwining. It's back to number one, cash is yeah. king, right? Right. Yeah. 
Is that cash is king number one? Yeah, yeah. Cash yeah. flow is king. Cash flow. Cash flow is king. Nine? Well, I guess I'm thinking cash. Okay, nine. Well, I had down no understand how to rent and to how to go through that process. Yep. And we we have you come in and speak about that. And then understand what the process of buying a house is mm-hmm. and, and how the realtor works in that in, interaction. I'm not saying it's important to buy a house, but I'm saying it's important to understand the systems that are in place so that you are exposed to that as a young person and are able to make decisions going forward mm-hmm. um, how that could work. Mm-hmm. And not everybody has that. Yeah, Mrs. Radke probably hates me. Yeah, well, I'm, it's, it's two <laughs> conflicted sides because one, she's selling houses, and another, I could be a landlord a couple months. So there's both sides. Do you buy or do you rent? And I, I do oppose. I, I do oppose you a little bit, not fully, not fully, but like, I, I do. Then go buy your house tomorrow instead no, of buying no, the seven no, unit. No, 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 that's not what I'm saying. I agree. Because this is a money topic. I agree with renting when building wealth and when you're getting started. But I think down the line, I think putting money towards something that you're building equity and you can take it It's out. an emotional asset. Dude, I have more equity in my businesses and my properties that I could ever, ever take out it from a single family home. I could not buy a single family home big enough. I appreciate how much he's challenging you. I couldn't. I couldn't buy. I could buy a $30 million home and I could not, wouldn't be able to pull out as much equity as we can in the businesses and... So, so from a money standpoint, a money standpoint, no, like if, if it's a flipper, fixer up or flipper to make money, yes, all day, that's different. We're talking money. I'm not talking about emotional asset. There's a difference between emotion and like just hardcore straight up money rules. I'm not saying put 20 down. I'm saying maybe you live in it for three years, do some renovations that you have the equity. Maybe it's worth a little bit more. Is that right? But I went back, I went back and did the math on that. Had I done that? It would have. I would have missed out on the two, first two four units I bought. Right. My opportunity cost on that early on, when building wealth is the important part. For sure. Right. But it's still not a wise money move to ever buy a home. It's not Remember a wise part move. at the beginning where I said you see people that you have the success that you want, and then you do what they do and re- replicate what they do, and then you have that. He success. knows. He knows. That's why he's not buying. That's why he's looking at a seven unit instead of his own house. So he knows at the heart of the heart. He knows. I, I it's get emotional. It. it is yeah. emotional. And I'm not saying don't buy a house, but I'm saying like straight up money rules, like that is a bank that is Live the, with your parents the banks, you're 30. The okay. banks made the house the, the American dream buying a house. Why? Because that's how the banks make money. Right. But you say even when you if I were to buy a Ford unit, live in one unit, what's the difference of you living in that unit? You don't have you, you don't have equity tied up if the if the roof Freaking breaks down. You don't have to worry about calling insurance and getting that whole ordeal sorted out. If your if your fridge breaks, you don't have seven hundred dollars going out the door there. You call in the landlord. You're calling Spalding Group, dude. My fridge broke, and I'm like, dang it. And we we write another check, and 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 Rand Appliance shows up with the the so fridge. Do you think there's a difference if you were to live in that one unit rather than and then rather than rent that out and go live in a different or rent a different from a different person? Does that make sense? No. So 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 say I buy a four unit and live in one unit. Yeah. Don't do See, that. but that's a Would no, you? no. I'm saying, I'm saying you can do that. But I'm, I'm saying wherever we live is an expense. Right, I agree. But now you personally owning a home is a more of a disadvantage than you living in one of your apartment units that that you own. If you have a seven unit apartment and you living in one is a better option than buying your own home. Yeah, I agree. But you're I'm farther along in the thinking process than I am because this, this whole conversation challenges my. My thinking. It but challenges. Saying, right? it, it's yeah. not. It, I challenge nine hundred. If you if you took a thousand people, I'd probably disagree and get in a fight with nine hundred ninety seven out of a thousand about this. 
And but then you look at the other two, and the other two are gonna have a net worth that's ginormous, probably. I said I'm not gonna have a good net worth. I'm not saying that. No, I'm saying you He's are. Slow down I'm your saying progress. you are because you truly agree with me. Because right now you're not looking I at a house. That. You're gonna buy a seven unit. And say, you're saying I'm gonna live with my mom and dad. Say my parents kicked me out though. Would are you saying not to live in one of the units in that seven unit? No, I'd say I'd else? say live in that. I'd say live in that. Okay, so you wouldn't say that you say rather live in that. No, I'd say live in that. Now where now, but wherever you live, you need to yeah. recognize is expense. Yes, I understand. But yeah, I'd say live in that. That's a better option than you renting from someone you're else. Better some, off, you're better off renting but, from your parents. But I'm now now right. now my <laughs> my mindset. I know we're getting ten in time. My mindset was uh, um, I didn't want to live in my own properties because they knew where I was at all right, times. Right, they can come knock on your door. Say, go fix my fridge. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, I'm not renting. Someone's like, why don't you go live at Delavan? Why don't you go live at your property? Dude, I do not want to, like, I do not want to live at where, like, knocking on the door, midnight. Yeah. So, you're at nine? Yeah, what are you at? I, I got, I got, that was my I mean, how much time I got? got? About, I got about a few minutes. All right. So, my ten, I'll just go my ten. Was insurance like fortify the castle that and, the, and and protect the foundation that you you've built like mm-hmm. understand how car insurance work understand how property insurance understand renters insurance so like oh, for sure. when you're renting from somebody like in the person next you. door smoking and we're going after yeah. someone from right now for a lot of money that they should have had renters insurance and then at least they should have had renters insurance and they didn't and and understand the different forms of life insurance so you can protect yep. the people that you love for sure and then I had some honorable mentions like I think that students or people need to understand how economic indicators are. Are, mm-hmm. They work and how they impact their money. I agree. Um, and I had. I look at leading uh, economic indicators every month. And so, like, I every every we should talk third Thursday. Off of the month. The, I like to know what those indicators yeah. are, so I could talk about those in class, and then understand how death and money work. Mm-hmm. Understand that eventually the people you love that are older than you could be gone, and then how you're gonna know the process that you're gonna take. Yeah. And We're make sure that, that those pe- people that sure. that love you, yeah. that are you know your grandparents, parents, I, understand. I that they need to take care of the people behind them and make a plan so they don't break families up, mm-hmm. right? Because the biggest arguments for families probably is over someone's wealth that was left behind or for sure, money that was left behind. So those I are the things that I listed. I agree with that. Um, so my number nine would be some assets come with debt, but no debt should come without an asset. And remember, my definition of an asset is it's bringing you cash every month, every quarter, or every year. Can you read that again? Unless another asset's cash flow pays that debt, right? So, okay, before I read it again, remember my definition of asset. Asset that I had as definition number two was a true asset pays you cash each month, quarter, or year. So, my number nine, some assets come with debt, i.e. our real estate. We just took out $20 million in loans. Today. But those de- that debt is going to help you to right. add more assets. So the assets in this scenario came with debt, right? So some assets come with debt, but no debt should come without an asset. AKA going back to like what you were talking about before. Do I really need those? You know that thing from Quick Trip. Do I really need that toy? Do I really need that? Right? If I'm not going to debt for it, right? But those assets also offset the debt. But it's not an asset because it's not bringing. That that the uh, assets that people think are an asset, a car. Well, now a car's a little bit different because that, like, you need to be able to get. So, like, a car's a little bit different, but you shouldn't go crazy. But like, uh, I mean, I, your house, like, there's no cash flow there. You're not getting paid every single month. Not I'm an not, asset. I'm in my, my book. Unless you rent to your kids. So some at. Let me read this again. Have an asset, then. <laughs> some assets now because there's more to it, right? Some assets come with debt, but no debt should come without an asset. 
unless another asset's cash flow pays that debt. So the house that I'm gonna buy, not only am I gonna rent for my, myself, the rent that I'm gonna pay, that's coming from a different asset's cash flow. Yeah. Some assets come with debt, but no debt should come without an asset unless another asset's cash flow pays that debt. So I'm a rapper twister. now. Yeah, how did you come up with that? That's freaking right here. <laughs> okay, so what's number 10? <laughs> then I got to go. You, <laughs> the, you the, can, that one lost me for a while there. I think I made the list of this. That yeah, like, might I, be the most important one right there. That might be, a, that's super important. I'll have to rewatch. All right. All right. This one's important too. <laughs> this one's important too because you can only cut, number 10, you can only cut your expenses to zero but your income can be infinite. So meaning what that means is, right? This this is my, this, so this has been my transition, right? For a long, long time, my expenses were very close to zero until I was like engaged, right? And then it changed a little bit and you spend a little bit more money or whatever. Uh, but I came to realize like it doesn't, cause now my income's up, right? Like income can go up forever. So at some point you can only cut out so much of your, of what's in your life, right? So you can take the first nine rules that I just said and you guys were challenging me. It's like, well, but, but I want this and I want that. And my, my, I need a little, I need a home, I need a home to buy, to put, you know, to sleep right at night. I need to own my I home. I can't live with my parents forever. I need to I'm own just, my, I'm just not gonna live anywhere. Like you, but, but at the same, on the other end of it, like, at some point you have to start enjoying some of it, right? But hopefully you've done the first nine things, so now it doesn't even matter. So now it's like, okay, go buy it, whatever. Go buy a home, okay? Go buy a home. Don't follow his directions then at that point, right? Like, you're, no. I can live in my car. Oh, then you can. That, would that make it an See, asset? But, <laughs> no, no, because wherever <laughs> you live. <laughs> wherever you live, I mean, yeah. Oh, that's guys right, guys doing proper cash flow in quarterly. Well, you can rent out, rent out the back seats, that works. <laughs> So you can only cut your expenses to zero, but your income can be infinite. So like that, I mean, it's just, you can always find ways. You truly can. I mean, there's been a million people with a million different backgrounds that have ultimately become financially well off. And so everyone, I truly believe if they're spending their time around the right people, you could choose to come here instead of going to college, right? Like spend their time around the right people, like anyone can have an infinite income. It can always go up. There's no cap on what you can make. There's only so much you can cut out of your life. Which means right now I got to cut out. Yeah, myself. yeah, you do. So you that do. was a good segue. You do. You got anything to Hey, thanks for having me. You bet. I appreciate it. I'm, I'm looking forward to you answering some of these questions that I, I saw in there. Yeah. yeah. He always forgets to answer. Yeah, and what we, what we can probably do is actually screenshot yeah, those. And we can like put them Eddie's in the next show. There. Eddie, I mean, I, I, when I do conferences. They did real quick. I did have a question come through. Uh, what's your prediction of the, of the, uh, the score of the Packer game this weekend? I think they're going to win by three. And I think it's going to be, they're going to score 30, 31 28. Woo! So, I got, and I think the Bears are still going to be out of the playoffs. I got, I got 35 31. Packers. Hey, thanks, everyone. 31. And what I was going to say to Eddie on my way out here was because they, they said, I wish I had a teacher like that in high school that taught them things like that. That's what, like, when I have parent teacher conferences like tonight, before I came here, like most parents say, I wish I had that class. Mm -hmm. I wish I learned this stuff before I got out there into mm -hmm. the the world so hey sure. thanks for having me guys awesome thank, thank you, you. thank you thank you cool well thank you guys for joining us if you're listening watching on youtube would appreciate if you subscribe if you're on youtube right now please subscribe how many live people did we have Ten. we actually oh. had 11 right now we have we've had like 10 if three. you're watching this on youtube and you haven't subscribed yet please subscribe uh if you're listening watching uh would love if you could just share this with someone else who you think would get value out of it, if you don't think they're going to get value out of it and they're not into this type of thing, God, my hair looks greasy. I'm a mess. These closings, like, I'm, like, stressed out. I'm, like, this closing last, like, three weeks has been crazy. But uh, if you could just share this with someone.
who really would get value out of it. It'd be awesome. Um, we're definitely looking to ha- forward to having more guests on. And uh, I think next week we, we had, I, you know, I submitted, uh, I, I told people to leave questions. I had a lot of questions again come in, so I got them still on my phone. So for next week, we will, um, we'll, we'll be back to some questions and we'll end up having another guest at some point here. But uh, have a great weekend. Go Packers and uh, enjoy it. Enjoy the time. Go out and crush some stuff. Take this advice. Use it. Implement it. Don't just learn stuff to sit there to learn more stuff, to sit there to learn more stuff. Use it. Implement it. Go out. Be successful. Be great. We'll talk to you later. All right.